The Coaching You Podcast is presented by Huddle Basketball and Huddle Assist, your best solution to capture and analyze every aspect of the game from the first tip to the final buzzer. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You Podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, presented by Huddle and Huddle Assist. Today, John Gordon and Kate Lavelle will give us their total idea of what stick together their brand new best-selling book how it was came together this fable is absolutely incredible it's john says it's a 20 minute read i'm a slow reader it's 30 to 40 minutes and i'm telling you what a team building exercise you're going to see for your team it doesn't matter to sport all i know is get a copy for every player i don't care if you're at the high school college or professional level any sport and you got yourself an incredible team building exercise for your team. We'll be back after this quick timeout and we'll be talking to John and Kate about Stick Together. Hi, this is Brendan Sir. I'm talking to coaches, PE teachers, ADs, and camp directors because I'm so excited to announce our newest Coaching You podcast partnership with my friends from 360 Hoops. What if I told you that I've witnessed the most innovative game training, and exercise for kids that I've seen in decades. 360 Hoops takes up less space than traditional basketball and allows for more players to get involved in developing their basketball fundamentals. The three-sided basket is attached to wheels for easy transportation and can adjust from 7 to 10 feet. The uses are endless, from elementary and middle school recess to physical education class that can also be used for team practice and skill development training for teams with players of all ages. For more information, visit www.play360hoops.com. To learn more about this new innovative product, make sure you mention Coaching You for a 10% discount. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that in to Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention Coaching You or our podcast for $300 off your purchase. John Gordon, our goodness, John, I, I, I was thinking last night, this could be 15 to 20 podcasts we've done together. 
you know, uh, welcome, my friend. It's great to be with you. Incredible when you think about how many books we've talked about. And I always appreciate your support along the way, Brendan. I think every talk we do, every podcast, the book becomes a bestseller. So you are a good luck charmer. I would so say. I was going to tell Kate, Kate Lavelle, welcome to your first Coaching You podcast. Won't be your last, by the way. Uh, but, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but Kate, uh, you're a coach. And so all coaches are very superstitious. You know, players are superstitious. And, you know, when we beat the Lakers one year, you know, you know, I'd wear that suit the next time we played them. And then if we lost to a team, the Bulls, you wouldn't see that suit again the rest of the year, you know. And, and uh, you know, I wouldn't get a haircut if we had won like 10 games in a row, stuff like that. We're, we're silly like that. So John and I have this thing going. Every book that we do, a podcast, becomes a bestseller. So the good news is congratulations to you becoming a bestselling author. Congrats. So, <laughs> but uh, Thank you. I absolutely loved Stick Together. And let me tell you why. Because I think the biggest thing for me, it was just after March Madness. We're still in the NBA season, and I'm a basketball coach. And your book is about, the fable is about a basketball team and coach. So for me, it was like, John knows he's got to usually turn pages for me. I read so slow. I did this in one sitting. I was like so proud of myself. It was fabulous. How did the book come together, Kate? How did, what gave you the ideas? Yeah, you know what? Um, this really is based on the transformation that I made as a coach. And, um, you know, Coach David is in a situation that I found myself in. And that point where you have these talented players and you're showing up every day and you're bringing them the skills, you're bringing them what they need, and you're bringing them these motivational speeches and you're still dragging them to the end. You can't get them to work together. It's so frustrating. And it took me a long time to figure out what is the angle you're supposed to approach to really make them effective as a team and to get them excited so that they're bringing back what you're bringing to them. And it's kind of a complicated recipe or so I thought. And when I really dialed in on it, it's these kind of simple principles or words that are all interlocked together and they all feed into each other. That's so powerful that builds your team up and just locks them together to become so powerful that no matter what you throw at them, they're going to be successful. And that's kind of where that came from. And Brendan, what happened was Kate and I have worked together all these years and she leads workshops for our company also consulting and does a lot of leadership development and based on her coaching background in sports, right? She brings so much to the table, clients love her. I mean, she just wows every group she works with and she's also a writer. So she was writing different, different ideas, different books. She wrote a, a another book about confessions of an imperfect coach and about her own journey. She's got a great message in there on, on the perfect season that I wrote about in the power of a positive team where I shared her story as a coach, but she came to me with this idea about the sticks where she had looked back at Aesop's fable on the sticks and thought, you know, this needs to be a, a fable that could be explained to a team, to an organization, how they could be strong together, how they could stick together. And when she wrote this up and she showed it to me, I thought, wow, this is something that would stick. This is a great idea. I knew I knew it was a winner. You know, you see something, yeah. you know it's a winner. And I knew this one was a winner. So we decided to do this book and we went through the process of, you know, working on it together, editing and tweaking. But but the main gist, you know, she 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 deserves all the credit for coming up with this incredible concept. You know, the thing I, I loved about it was, you know, they they say about you great authors that 
you know, if the book doesn't capture you in the first five to ten pages, it ain't going to go. And right away, you know, you win me over with the sticks. I'm trying to figure this out. Basketball team sticks. But then when you brought that darn dog out into the woods, man, that John knows, you know, I got so, four dogs. So I, I, I'm, I'm bought in right away. I mean, I just loved it. And so I thought the book was great. And then immediately, as soon as I finished it, I said, every team, high school, college, pro, can identify with this book. Every freaking corporation that we work with, the same deal, because it's simple. And players, coaches, but more importantly, business people are dumb as hell. So this, to me, it was right on the money. Where did you come up with, Kate, uh, the seven, you know, what do we call them? The key, what do you call them? Key ingredients of the sticks, the, whole, the things that you have to have of, uh, you know, that were the belief, you know, believe and all those things. I thought that was absolutely fabulous. That's awesome. Well, I, you know what? Um, a lot of those words are principles that we teach um, with our John Gordon Company's workshop. So a lot of that is pulled from what I do already mm-hmm. with the power of positive team, power of positive leadership, and really mixed in with my own personal experience of when I try to figure out what was missing on our team, these were the key things that were not bringing us together. And it was so great to write the book that I was familiar with all of these principles. But when I got to sit down and write it, I really got to look at them from a deeper dive and different angles. And I actually even transformed even a little bit more just writing this and realizing how important and how big, even though the book is short, you can dive into it for hours and really discuss how to apply all of these and how to bring it every single day. Yeah, I loved I loved ownership in the book yeah. when Kate wrote about ownership. I thought that's so important because if you don't own your mistakes, if you don't own your role to helping the team, if you don't own you know the energy you bring every day, you're not going to be a great team member. So you can look at each one of these words, which in a lot of ways it's fun because it takes off of the one word concept, right? Everyone picking a word, you're learning from this word. Although the coach gives out the word to the players and they have to figure out what it means to the team and why it's important. It was really just a cool concept to bring it all together in terms of the word, the concept, the sticks, and how it all comes together to make a strong team. It's a great recipe. I, I love the, you know, I, you know, we, it's, you're like becoming like my Tom Clancy, you know, I mean, like all of a sudden within so many of your books, there's like a little thing from a past. And then here comes the one word with the, all the one, uh, the, the words on the sneaker. Or, you know, I, I thought that was neat. And then on the sticks, I think that was really brilliant. The word believe to me, it's one of the most powerful words that we have in our vocabulary. And I remember Coach K once, uh, you know, said to me, you know, the most powerful gift that you can give to a person, a player, you know, your own child is to tell them you believe in them. <laughs> and uh, and I, I think it's got to be part of every team, you know, so... Why don't you go through, if you would, uh, John, you you went through ownership, which I believe. Kate, talk about believe uh, the way you were using it in the book, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. You know, believe has so many sides to it. And you have to you have to first believe in yourself, uh, you know, first and foremost, because if you want to fill each other up, we've got to have it ourselves in order to give it to somebody else. And the team is going to have moments where each person is going to struggle with that personal belief and Where do I think we're going to end up? And when you have someone else that can fill you up, then at all times, you're going to kind of fill in for those spaces that are missing. You have to believe not just that 
each other can do it and, and that you have the skills and the right people there. But you also have to believe that there's a positive outcome that's going to be ahead that you're looking for. Because you're not going to fight for something if you're not sure what's on the other side of this adversity or challenge that's coming forward. But if you truly believe something amazing is on the other side of it, you're going to scale any wall to get there and you're going to interlock arms with the people who believe in you and you're going to go for it. And that's when we talk about building a stronger team. That's really um, the foundation of that. John, you've always been, you know, one of the first men that I've ever come across that, you know, would talk about as a leadership principle, the word love, which I'm so sold on, you know, but talk about how love, you know, fits into teams. Yeah, we wrote about love in that book, because we know that you have to love each other to be a great team. You have to love each other, you have to serve each other, you have to be committed to each other. And if you don't love each other, you cannot be strong because love is what drives grit and it drives team grit. When you face adversity, you face challenges, you have setbacks and there are times you want to give up, the love for each other keeps you going. Are you fighting for each other or against each other? Are you running away from each other or running towards each other? And Kate and I believe that love is the essential ingredient for a team that must come together, truly love each other, invest in each other, develop that relationship. Love is relationship, right? And through that relationship, you become stronger together to overcome the challenge at times. Uh, Kate's been working with a lot of different teams recently, uh, one, a, a high school basketball team in Minneapolis. Kate, you should talk about that and the love that they have for each other and the love that the coach has for, for the players. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was really just uh, blown away the more I got to learn about this team. And I was introduced to them by through a short documentary of what they're doing down in um, northern Minneapolis. And we're talking about a basketball team that had a um, is 28% graduation rate for these kids. And the coach was telling me, Coach McKenzie was saying that there was actually a greater chance of them, and if you saw my video in the summit, mm -hmm. there's a greater chance of them going to, to prison than there is of them going to college. And what they brought into this was um, – you know, making sure that everybody had what they need to eat, making sure that they were doing their work and their studies, and they actually have a study hour for like two to three hours a day. They bring in speakers several times a week to just show them, look, this is someone who is just like you, and look at what they've overcome and, and where they've gone. And everything is about the person and what they need personally to be successful. And when they have that, they become incredible performers. And what they've done is actually become these, you know, long time running state championship team. They're building champions and they're building these kids where a hundred percent of them are going on to college. And that's a powerful shift and to be champions on the court and to be going to college and have that kind of, uh, that kind of change in their educational experience is something that I've really never seen before. That's transformational coaching in a big way. And I love that when you did it in the summit, uh, and what a champion Coach McKenzie is. I mean, just amazing what he's done. And I love those kind of stories. And that's what we should all be as coaches. We're going to come back after this quick timeout with Kate and John and continue and talk about Stick Together. Prepare like the pros with the new Fast Draw. Fast Draw is the number one affordable coaching tool used by pro and high school level teams worldwide. With FastDraw, you can save your plays and playbooks digitally, attach video and share with other coaches and your players in seconds. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching content resources through their blog and playbank, 
which features over 8,000 free plays and drills from their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Don't forget to use promo code CU10, that is CU10, to receive 10% off your next Fast Model purchase. Transformational coaching, Kate, is a big part of the way you teach and coach, but talk about it in the connection of this book. You know, the really powerful thing, you know, we talked about ownership earlier, was the coach taking ownership for not bringing the team together. And when the players are able to see that the coach is vulnerable, the coach is not perfect, and the coach wants to work harder for them, they want to run through walls to uh, bring him what he needs to bring the team together. So it's kind of this give and take thing when the coach steps forward like that. And when the coach truly loves, like John was just talking about, when he really loves the athletes, they're, um, they're going to work harder for him. And they're going to kind of mirror that love because your athletes are a reflection of what you bring. So that transformation in the coach's viewpoint is going to help the team transform to really reach their potential. And as soon as they start to learn the words and they're being asked to teach it back, they're not being just fed the words and told, here's your answer. They have to go out and they have to study it. And then they have to share it with their peers, which makes them talk about it and kind of brings down the walls and helps them connect better, right? Which is one of our other words. And they all kind of feed into each other. So that's that transformation. As they go through the words, everybody is transforming. And when they get to the end of the season, as every team of any kind should, you get to the end of a project or a season, you should know more about each other. You should have some cool inside jokes and some fun stories and some things that you went through that were difficult that you grew closer through. That's part of the journey. And this, um, this activity that he did with the sticks helps them really create an experience out of the season instead of just, hey, we learned we learned some knowledge. John, talk about the word connection. I, I think that is, you know, we used to talk about relating to players and all that. The really word is connection, isn't it? It is. You have to be a connected team in order to be a committed team. You will never have commitment without connection. So the more connected you are, the more committed you will be. And just this exercise that the coach has the players do of sharing their words and talking about them and coming together, that helps increase connection. We are big believers that teams need to do more team building. They don't do it enough. They go out there, they practice, they focus on the X and O's, but they don't focus on the connection, the commitment of the team. They don't focus on the relationships. Kate, in this story, the way she wove it in with the players presenting the words helps them find their voice. And as each player finds their voice by sharing and speaking up to the team, what we have found in real life is when the players start speaking and sharing and teaching, they actually gain more confidence on the court. So what they do off the court and off the field helps them on the field to find their voice, to speak up, to find the leader they are. And as they present, they grow. And I've seen this firsthand with a lot of teams I've worked with, the coaches that have these players present to each other, share with each other, talk about different challenges, talk about principles, do team building, become more connected. They find throughout the year, instead of drifting apart, they get closer and closer together. Worst thing, you know, Brennan, you can be at the end of a season and, I mean, you don't even know your coach. You don't even know your teammates. I've been part of teams where 
I mean, my head coach and I were close, but my assistant coach and I, you know, we really don't, didn't never had a bond. How do you spend that much time together and yet not have a bond? So you need to be intentional in creating the connection that develops the commitment to be a stronger team. And that's what we're big on. We did that in the Power of a Positive team. And this idea with the sticks is really all about connection. You become unbreakable when you become a team that is bound together. A bunch of sticks coming together, you become unbreakable. I'm a big uh, team building guy. And I, as I'm reading the book, I'm saying, what a great exercise. You know, I mean, it's just perfect for it. And that's why I think uh, it's going to be the best selling, best read, read book this summer by every team, football, basketball, and others. Every fall sport coming out, it's going to, I hope we, I hope our friends at Wiley printed enough copies because this one's <laughs> going to, this is going to be incredible. And it's one that immediately everyone can identify with. Kate, the word inclusion nowadays, I think, is really, you know, for many reasons, has become a real focal point on teams, you know, for many reasons. But uh, talk how you're using this. Yeah, you know, inclusion is one of those words that gets thrown around and, and people commit to it and say, we're going to, we're going to be more inclusive. Right. But there's not a lot of talk about how you do this on a personal level and how the team is going to do it. So your organization may be working on inclusion and the coach may be working on inclusion, but if your team is not building a culture of inclusion, it's not going to come to life. It's not going to happen. And when you want something, you have to give it. So if you want to feel more included, if you want a more inclusive environment, then you need to help others feel welcome. You need to help others have a voice. You need to empower them to be able to speak up and be more of a listener. You need to go over to that person that's new and invite them in. And so that inclusion is about building an environment where we want to show gratitude and appreciation for what everybody brings to the role of, of the team and where we can ask other people to come in. But it also is about our commitment. Sometimes we feel like, well, I'm not being included because the thing I want to be invited to do or the captain title or the project, I wasn't asked to do that. But when you were asked to do something else for the team that you don't like to do, you said no. It's really about, okay, I'm going to make a commitment to whatever my team needs for me for the benefit of the team. I commit to bringing that to them. And I'm also going to commit to inviting others in and telling them on a regular basis I value you. I appreciate you bring something great to this team. And that leads you to that accountability piece so that you can tell each other, I value you and I know you're not bringing it and I need you at a hundred percent. And I'm asking you to bring that so that we can all be greater together. And that's going to build that incredible bond. John, you know, a lot of the football teams that you work with, you know, they have 90, a hundred players or more, you know, at the collegiate level and, you know, 53-plus practice squad at the professional level. But it's hard. The bigger the group, the bigger the business, the harder it is to be in inclusive. So what are some of the secrets that you try to, or not secrets, or you know, skill sets that you try to teach to, to have that happen? You have to be intentional with it. It's something that you have to involve in your process, in your hiring, in your team building, in your engagement, in your leadership, bringing the team together. As Kate said, you want people to feel valued. You want them to know that they are recognized and appreciated for the work they do. And you want to give them a chance to contribute and be a part of that. Inclusion is about contribution, value, recognition. We value you. We recognize you. We appreciate you. And we appreciate the contribution you're making to the team and to society, right? So this is not just about team. This is about our society and where we 
help people feel included in our society of, of, of the value they bring and who they are and the impact that they have. And so more recognition, more love, more unity, more appreciation in the corporate world or in the business world, in the sports world, large teams, large organizations, you look at the macro and we want inclusion, but then you have to come down to the, to the micro and you have to involve processes that will increase and enhance inclusion. So is the leader meeting one-on-one with each team member to make sure they feel included? One-on-one is a great way to improve connection, to gain and, and have people feel included and valued and recognized. So one-on-one is essential. In your team building meetings, are you recognizing people that are part of the team? You know, in sports teams, when you have a football team, you have position coaches. So you have your position coaches and you have your group of players. So you may not feel totally included as part of the big group, but at the micro level, you can feel really included to be part of that smaller group that then makes you feel part of the bigger group. But as a, if I'm a coach of a large team, I'm calling out a few players every day and I'm recognizing their value, their, their contribution, and I'm talking about it to the rest of the team. The more you do that, the more people will feel included through recognition and, and, and appreciation. You know, our great friend, uh, mutual friend, George Raveling, uh, you know, I thought used to say it well. He used to say, picture as a coach or as a business leader, every one of your people on your team has an invisible sign around their neck saying, make me feel appreciated or make me feel important. And I think because we all want that, we all crave that. I think that's that's fantastic, you know. After this timeout, we're going to come back with Kate and John and we're going to talk about hope and consistency. Boy, are those big words, especially today. We'll be right back. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just a box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like the li- like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life. Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's H-U-D-L dot com slash assist to learn more. MindView is an amazing, amazing company that literally is just releasing a platform. They have developed an incredible assessment that we have just totally, totally been blown away with. Because on this assessment that you can take in a matter of 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes on your phone, The things that you've never been able to measure before, like resilience, grit, hope, adaptability, all these things, they are able to measure them as to how you're thinking and feeling right now. This is a game changer as far as I'm concerned. I'm a strength finder guy. I love all that. But MindView is the latest technology. It is just literally coming on the market right now. The platform that they've created is second to none. The emphasis right now on your players' mental wellness is unprecedented. I'm sold on MindView, 
Now it's your turn. For more information about MindView, M-I-N-D-V-U-E, please contact the COO, Cleet McQuinn. His email is cmcquinn at mindview.com or visit their website at mindview.com. Kate, consistency is a trademark of every good team or business. How do you develop it? It's a commitment. Uh, consistency is about knowing what your purpose is so that when you don't feel like doing it, you're going to honor that commitment that you're making. You're going to, uh, you know, wherever you get to, whatever your outcome is, that is, you know, really out of your control. Um, it, it's going to come back to you as a reflection of what you put in every single day on a consistent basis. And everybody on the team has to be committed to being consistent or you'll never have your entire team there at a hundred percent at the same time. There's always going to be somebody who's checked out. And so making that um, consistent effort every day is going to get you to your best. But I would also say as a leader, you have to be consistent about using all these words that we're talking about, because you can't come in at the beginning of a season or a project or when you have new hires and say, oh, we're going to believe this is important. And then you put it on a shelf like a trophy and go, all right, we're believers. And then you just keep moving on. This is something that has to be woven into every discussion that you have, every um, Every meeting that you have, everything going forward has to have an element of belief talked about on a regular basis so that it becomes so ingrained that it is a part of what you do. And I think that's where some teams are falling short is where they just throw it out there. They talk about it and then it, it's, it's never discussed again and it's never put together with what we're doing today and how this applies. And Brendan, I recently interviewed Nick Saban for a podcast and talk about consistency, Right. I heard from some coaches that they know what time he's going to eat a candy bar every day at the same time. I mean, he is consistent. And I realize that consistency is underestimated. We don't realize how important it really is because sometimes he's not likable. Sometimes he's not liked, but he's always trusted and respected because he's so consistent. They know what they're getting from him. Practice schedule, structure, expectations, standard, it's all there. And he drives it home every single day, all the time. So they know what to expect. And I believe besides the great talent, we had six round, six players drafted in the first round. Clearly, there's a high level of talent, which makes them so great. But also, it's that level of consistency that allows the team to trust, to respect what's going on, and they can show up every day and just do what they do because everything is standardized and there's a consistency to it. Now, if you show up, you don't know what the coach is bringing every day. You don't know what their mood's going to be like. You don't know what the practice structure is. You don't know what the standards are going to be because they always fluctuate. Then you lose consistency, you lose trust, and you don't have a higher level of performance. So we are huge believers in, in consistency and know that the coach brings it. Then you have to bring, bring consistency to your team, show them what it looks like, Help them live up to that consistency each day. But you've got to set the framework for them. You know, he had a great statement uh, last week prior to the draft, and he told his players, when we talk about you to the pro scouts, there's two words that are going to be used, and or but. I love that. Isn't that that great? I I thought that was one of the best things I've heard. We We always say, hey, let me tell you about John. And let me also tell you about John. But this is what you don't know about, John. And when they say but, that's something bad coming. You don't want to have but mentioned with your name. I thought that was 
prices, you know. But but will cost you a lot of money and <laughs> a lot of opportunities for yeah. teams that will not draft you as a result of that. And will make every team want you where wherever your talent is. I thought that was one of the best and simplest things that I've ever heard. Powerful. You, you've worked with so many teams and businesses. And when we when I was reading this and stick together, I'm thinking all the good teams have consistency. All the good businesses have consistency. Car manufacturers, financial services, the Dodgers, you know, Clemson, Alabama, Gonzaga. It doesn't matter. But bad teams, bad companies are totally inconsistent. So th- does that come in then, John, with leadership not getting it partially? Kate works a lot with leaders in our organization, does a lot of workshops and consulting. And Kate, what do you see in terms of the organizations we work with? You see that they just have a higher level of consistency and, and, um, and trust? Absolutely. And I have found that when leaders are committed to being consistent, you don't end up with your team being reactive to you. And the, the last thing that you want is a reactive team because they come in for the day and instead of having an intention about what their work is going to look like and what their effort and their mood is going to look like, they're waiting to see what you are bringing and then they react to it. And then the leader has to turn around and put out fires. But when you know what the leaders bring, even if you're not a perfect leader, and this kind of gives leaders a little bit of grace because we're going to be human and we're going to mess up a little bit. But if we always bring something consistent, then everything starts to fall into place and people know what their roles are and they know how things are done. And it's just like, you know, when you have officiating, if the officiating is inconsistent, the players are not really sure what to do. Right. So in anything, consistency is really the key to um, bringing your best self and, and knowing what you're dealing with for the day. Boy, and Brendan, I would say also, when you look at NBA, right, you, you could speak to this as well. Look at the Spurs right. and the Heat. You look at two organizations they don't always win championships, but they have a culture that drives the consistency and the leader drives the culture. So two cultures that really stand out in the NBA, great cultures drive sustained excellence. And you may not always have the most talented players. Like is Popovich still a great coach? Sure. Yeah. He's still a great coach. Is he winning like he used to? No. Cause you don't have Parker. You don't have Duncan. You, know, you don't have Ginobili. You don't have sure. maybe the greatest talent you had, but yet your culture is driving the talent towards greatness. Your consistency is driving great results because of what we just talked about. Miami Heat, same thing. They don't always have the best teams, and yet their culture always caused their talent to outperform. So culture, consistency, leadership, it's this, it's this framework that – and it's this evolving you know, that's morphing, but great leaders understand these concepts and how to put them into place – to build their teams. You know, and I think what the book also teaches is by sticking together, Chuck Daly was a big believer in you're not winning because of me or you're not winning because of Phil Jackson or Pat Riley, you know, or any of, you know, or Dabo or anyone. You're winning mainly with internal leadership. Those players understand that. So I think that is so, so important that, you know, those guys, you know, really get that. And, you know, and I think that, you know, that they understand that that is so important, that internal leadership. When we were with the Pistons, we had five, six, seven guys that were really leaders. And so I think that that's one of the things. But I think you see that. And I think the guys at Alabama were talking about that after they got drafted last night, how they really understood 
what they were getting every day in practice. And I think that was really a bonus that, that I picked out of that last night. The word that really, I think, fits the pandemic coming out of it right now is uh, hope. On, on hope, this word to me is one of those ones that just really, really grabs me. Talk about it, John or Kate, whichever wants to first, about how hope, how you wanted it to be come out in this book. Uh, you know, hope is, they all lead into each other. They all feed into each other. But hope is the beginning and hope is the end when we look at this. Because when you don't have hope, hope is your fuel. And the opposite of hope is going to be defeat, right? You're done. When you don't have that fuel inside of you, nobody can move forward. And when you have belief, that's going to fuel your hope. And when you have connection, you're going to have the ability to give each other hope and to have that hope. And when you're including everyone and you appreciate people and you feel valued, you're going to remain hopeful that there's something ahead for you. And that consistency is going to allow you to not be reactive and to be, um, and to be fueled up every single day, knowing what's ahead and to have that hope that things aren't going up and down and you don't know what's ahead for you. So they all really fuel into that piece and we have to have it in order to get to you know, wherever we're trying to go, whatever that vision is ahead for us. I love when people say that hope is not a strategy, right? Hope is not a strategy. No, it's not a strategy, but it will drive your strategy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have hope, you'll give up. If you don't have hope, you won't keep going. And so hope helps us see and move towards a brighter and better future. And so you do have to have hope. You have to have belief. You have to have optimism in order to create the future that you want to create. And so we don't give up because it's hard. We give up because we get discouraged. So we need encouragement and we need hope along the way. Leaders are dealers in hope and great teams always keep hope alive as they move forward. So the beginning of the season, maybe you don't start out too well. Keep hope alive and finish strong. During a game, maybe first half doesn't go well. You got to have a hope that you're going to play better the next half. Now you got to execute, of course, Mm -hmm. but you have to have the action, but it's the hope and the belief that, allows the human spirit to long for a brighter and better future and then to take the actions necessary to create it. Kate, John, I think you have a blowout winner here. This is an incredible book and it's perfect for this time as we're returning to normal. I think this is what teams need as we're coming back now as a team building project, stick together will help them bring them together. And for some coaches that aren't as gifted as our coach was in this book, I think this will help them through an exercise get to where they want to be as a team. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Brendan. We're already having all these different teams getting sticks and going out to their yards, and we're seeing pictures of them actually doing the sticks, putting the words on the sticks, recreating what was already in the book. It's so cool to see people actually doing this in real life that was in the book. So it's a great team exercise. But as we know, it's a 20-minute read. And that's why we wrote this book. You have to keep things simple today because we've got to be able to take simple practices, ideas, and take powerful action. So here's a quick read, a quick book that you can read, understand the keys to building a great team. So your whole team reads this book. You've got the ideas, you've got the ingredients to building a great team, and now you can implement. So we wanted to create a very simple framework that teams could all read and do very quickly. And that's the power of this. That's the beauty of this. Coffee Bean was so successful and popular. And we felt like, okay, 
that's like an individual focus of I'm going to be a coffee bean and you create a group of coffee beans. This was like, okay, how do you create a quick read like this and yet have it for teams? And this is perfect for teams to do together. Totally agree. Kate, congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. So good to talk to a best-selling author. And so congrats to you. And John, as always, my friend, uh, this is great. Can't wait to the next one as always. Well, I, I appreciate it. It's Road the Boat next. So we're going to stick together from Kate Lavelle, and then we're going to row the boat forward with PJ Flex. So I'm sure uh, hopefully PJ and I will be joining your uh, podcast next, Brendan, with that one. <laughs> I can't wait. Thanks again, both of you. Hey, thank you. Thank you, John and Kate. Um, fabulous books. Stick together. John Gordon, the great John Gordon, Hall of Fame author and speaker. Kate Lavelle, uh, she's not maybe, she is an absolute rising star. As a speaker, she's a consultant and author. What a book. Uh, again, men, women's team, any sport, jump on it this summer. High school, college, and pro teams. It, can't, it is so simple, but so effective. Those seven qualities that make an effective team work in everything or any business. So please go get stick together and put it into your team as part of your playbook. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sarah.